0: Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. My name's Richard Byram and joining me on the line again this week is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter's regular listeners will know, is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League writer. And this weekend he'll be heading to London for the Cup double header at Tottenham. The 1895 final between Featherstone Rovers and Leigh. And then after that, the Challenge Cup final between Huddersfield Giants and Wigan Warriors. Sounds like a promising weekend, Peter.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um obviously it's something a little bit different with it being at Tottenham. Never been there before. Um it'll be interesting to see how uh, how the occasion pans out in a, a new venue. Um Wembley's in use this year for um for football. So for one year only the, the RFL have moved the um moved finals day just across North London. To Tottenham, um, that might um, make it a little bit more attractive to some fans, maybe, who haven't been to Spurs before and want to see what um, what all that's about. I'm hearing it's a very impressive stadium. It's a bit smaller than Wembley, so hopefully the atmosphere will be perhaps a little bit better if if it's not full house. Um, There's a couple of very attractive finals in store, I think. I'm particularly looking forward to the first game, the 1895 Cup, when Featherstone Rovers defend the trophy they won at Wembley last year against Lee. You'd have to say that that is almost certainly a dress rehearsal for the um, million-pound game at the end of the season that will decide promotion to Super League. It would be fantastic if Featherstone can retain the trophy. Um, they've beaten they've beaten Lee once this season at home very early on in the campaign. I don't think either team was, was at the best then. Both have signed some significant new faces. Since then, I think it'll be a really close and intense game, that one. And then um, Huddersfield against Wigan in the Challenge Cup final. Huddersfield obviously having a good season on the back of four wins. Wigan started really well, dropped off perhaps a little bit since the Cup semi-final, but um, that's only to be expected. I actually fancy Huddersfield to win this one. Um, There's not very much between the two teams. You look at the league table. Wigan are um, third, Huddersfield fourth. There's one point between them. Um, there's two difference between them on for and against. Um, the number of points scored and against aren't that dissimilar. Um, so it could go either way, really. But I, I just have a feeling that um, Huddersfield might turn Wigan over. I think most neutrals will be hoping for a Huddersfield win. It's obviously a very, very long time since they got the hands-on major silverware and I think a lot of people will hope it happens for um, for Ian Watson who obviously was um, led Salford to the grand final in 2019 and was in charge of Salford when they lost to Leeds in the 2020 grand final so he's um, he's had a couple of defeats, he'll have learned from those and um, he'll be looking to put what he has learned into practice against Wigan, Wigan obviously are very tough to beat. In big games, always um, they showed that in the semi-final when they stunned Saint Helens. They've got some very informed players, um, particularly Jay Field, the fullback who leads after a, a few years ago. They certainly uh, missed out on a good one there. He should um, enjoy the open spaces of a, a big football field like Spurs. But I just think if. Huddersfield play the way they've shown they can play this season. They might turn them over. There's often a, a surprise in a cup final, and um, I think there will be again this year.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Peter. You know, I, th- I think Huddersfield are more than capable of beating Wigan in a one-off game, and I, I think it'd be great for the game as well to you know Huddersfield's one of the traditional names in the game, obviously, but to get a, a relatively fresh name on a trophy. Um, perhaps give some of the other teams in the competition hope as well uh, and you know create some outside interest too that obviously the birthplace of, of rugby league, Huddersfield uh, if they could lift a trophy I think that would be a great fillet for the game and as you say, Ian Watson himself has done a good job in the time he was there spent last season probably sorting things out so that he had the, the players and the style that he wanted and then this season they've really put that into practice and they've had some good results. And uh, as you see, he's had a bit of experience of of coaching in finals as well. And obviously stepping up from Salford to Huddersfield. These are the kind of, or this particular trophy, probably the first one he'd target. Uh, You know, get that one under your belt and then maybe look at getting the league leader's shield again and then ultimately, I suppose, down the line of grand final, but Wigan, as we know, Challenge Cup Kings, as we were speaking about last week, Um, sort of 1980s and early 90s, Wigan won it so many times and obviously one of the biggest names in World Rugby League and always up for a final. But I think, as you say, it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, I think both teams have an equal chance, as you pointed out regarding their league positions. They're very, very similar in their... Playing records and so on, uh, so there's, everything points to a great day. And at Tottenham as well, um, superb new ground, which obviously already used for football and American football, um, and obviously adaptable for both of those sports. So I'm sure they'll be looking forward to welcoming rugby league to the ground as well, and uh, and maybe stating a longer-term case for for having more games of Rugby League, whether they're internationals or other finals, at that ground in the future. So I think it bodes well all round. I know a couple of people who've been to the Spurs ground and say it's absolutely superb. Um, My son's a big Arsenal fan, so we won't ever be going there, I wouldn't imagine. But, uh, you know, it would have been nice, obviously, if, if Wakefield had got there, then, you know, I'd have, I would have certainly looked at going um, and I, th- I think it'd be a great day and, and the game that precedes it as well just sets everything up nicely doesn't it you know the, the best two teams outside of Super League and probably both capable of beating a couple of teams in Super League on, on current form in, in Featherstone and Lee and again it gives both of those clubs another chance to lay down another marker you know as they build towards the end of the season uh, Probably fancy Featherstone just there. That, as you say, they won it last year and they've beaten Lee once, but both had huge wins again at the weekend, didn't the Featherstone? I think scored 78 points or something without replying. Lee were over 50 again, so they certainly know the way to the try line and certainly way better than anyone else in the second tier between them. So I think, you know, again, it was some good entertainment, you know, a good double header for fans and for neutrals and a you know, I just hope everyone has a great day.
1: Yeah, you mentioned um, your voice supporting um, Arsenal. It's exciting this year because obviously the um, Emirates is staging a World Cup semi-final in that November. Is, yes. yeah. Um So the, the two big um, North London rivals are each going to get a rugby league game this season, um, and I think that's that's exciting for the sport. Really, hopefully, it'll introduce a few new people to the game I mean realistically I don't think there'll be an awful lot of um, Spurs or Arsenal fans um, particularly queuing up to go to the match but it's um, it's just a a, something a bit new and it and it will broaden the appeal I think um, a little bit Um, it's good to see um, Huddersfield get there this year because they've not been to a final for, um, for a decade or so and you want as many different teams really getting to, to these big matches as you can, and obviously it'd be it'd be good for them as a team that aren't particularly well supported if they could um, get their hands on the trophy. I'm very interested to see if that would um, increase the amount of interest in the town in rugby league and in the Giants. Um, also, of course, Huddersfield Town are at Wembley on Sunday in the um, playoff final for a place in the Premiership next year um, which might help the Rugby League game actually you'd you'd hope that maybe some Huddersfield fans might um, who might have just gone to the football might make a weekend of it and go to the Rugby as well so it should be a fantastic weekend for the town especially if both teams can win Um, and you know it's great to see uh, a West Yorkshire town on the sporting even map like that
0: yeah definitely I have been fortunate enough to be to be at the Emirates a few times uh, down the years with William and again, although incredibly that stadium's nearly 20 years old now that is you know it's still a superb place to go and watch sport. Uh, you know you get a, obviously an excellent view wherever you sat. There's plenty of leg room between the seats and good facilities all the way around the ground in terms of food and bars and ease of access and so on. And, uh, you know, a great day out. And as you say, maybe not many fans themselves would be tempted to the games, but it certainly draw their attention to it, wouldn't it? You know, that why, why aren't we at the ground next while there's a, a big rugby game on or whatever, you know? So it's it's quite... It's spreading the word indirectly anyway, isn't it? It might, it might encourage some to go along or maybe to watch the final or the semi or to, to think about rugby league and maybe following a team in the future. And uh, again, as you say, a great day out for for the, the town of Huddersfield, in particular. I know they are, they always travel in big numbers, the town fans to the playoff games, um, and and it wouldn't surprise me at all if quite a few are doubling up if, if they've had the opportunity to do it. Where you know, um, some may go down and back and down again, or make, as you say, a weekend of it. Um, I mean, the Giants have had their place confirmed for a bit longer than Huddersfield, but I'm sure. There is fans who support both, so I'd expect a decent turnout, I'm sure. And let's hope that Huddersfield can do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it means a break for Super League. No matches until um, the weekend after the cup final, which I think will will probably be welcomed by a lot of the players who um, halfway through the season are all they've all got bumps and bruises and knocks and um, it'll give them just an opportunity to rest up before what's a, a fairly hectic schedule in the second half of the season um, I think Rhinos would maybe like to carry on having um, got a good win over Wakefield last week um, 24-4 at Headingley um, not a great game but I thought there were some positive signs from the Rhinos um, that night, Rowan Smith Moves his team around a little bit. Um, Zach Hardacre back to um, full-back, which is, I think, fa- his favourite position. Um, Liam Sutcliffe coming in in the centres and Richard Myler at half-back. And it worked. The team looked a lot better balanced than it had five days earlier when they lost at Salford. Um, they scored some good tries. They defended pretty well. Uh, only conceding one try when they were, um, they were down to uh, 12 men so I think they'd be happy with that with another couple of weeks under Rowan for him to get his ideas across they'll go to what's a a very big game at Warrington a week on Friday in in good spirits Um, not so Wakefield and I'm afraid their their season's um, tumbling off the rails at the moment after those four wins um, in March and, and April, they've had some bad defeats. I thought they were disappointingly poor against Leeds. Um, they didn't handle the conditions very well. It was very wet. And they dropped a lot of ball. Um, I thought they defended quite well at times, um, but rarely looked like um, scoring. And They've got Toulouse, who very nearly beat Huddersfield the same night, breathing down their necks now. So they need to pick up some points soon. As I've said all along, I, I think Wakefield will stay up. I think when they get a win they'll get two or three. But it's it's getting a little bit nervy for them now and, and pressure's mounting. So um I'm sure they'll be working very hard, particularly on their attack over the uh two week break. And Castleford um just been so inconsistent this season. They went um they went to Salford last week and were well beaten and um they need to start stringing just a run of wins together, really. That would um, that would boost their top six hopes. They're still hanging in there at the moment, but um, you never really know what you're going to get from Castleford um, from one week to another. So I think they'll be working hard on, on certain things. And they'll want to defend better than they did against Salford. Um, but overall, I think all three teams will will um, be looking to use the break to their advantage and, and all three of them clearly will be wanting to um, to have a better second half of the season. I think they're all probably expected to be further up the table than they are at the halfway point. Um, certainly Leeds and Wakefield would. Um, and I think both of those are teams whose season could, either go, could go either way a couple of um, defeats and leads will be right back in the mire. But if they can uh, win the next two matches, then they'd be knocking on the door of the top six. So um, there's some very big, intriguing games uh, just around the corner.
0: Indeed. Um, I'm not particularly surprised that Wakefield lost um, the other evening. As we've mentioned a few times in recent weeks, they seem to have really gone awry um, on the field. And I know... Looking at social media last weekend after the defeat to Leeds there was a lot of disappointment even even among the real diehards who were disillusioned and struggling to see where uh, Wakefield's next win might come from and obviously coupled with rumours of several of their better players leaving like Jacob Miller, Bachelor, and so on, uh, just difficult to see the way, way out at the moment for Wakefield. I know we keep saying this each week and, and as you've rightly pointed out and we've said in the past, uh, Wakefield do seem to go in fits and starts where they win three or four, lose three or four. And, you know, I really do hope that three or four wins are coming back around the corner again and maybe they can drag somebody like Hulk KR down into the mire. I think the fact that Salford beat Castleford as well, just uh, crank the pressure up a bit on Wakefield and to lose, obviously, very unfortunate to go down in the final moments, having scored a couple of nice tries against Huddersfield, who probably had one eye on the cup final, but they still went with a fairly strong team. And, uh, you know, they were made to, to work all the way to the 80th minute, really, for for their win. So, you know, it wasn't that lose gave up or anything, they were right in amongst it. Um. So I just hope Wakefield can, you know, get a win and 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 sort of lift the spirits around the club sort of on and off the field and and the fans as well you know say they're certainly getting a bit fed up with it all down there and i think with wakefield obviously you expect or accept to a degree that they're not always going to well they're not going to be up at the business end and that the, the number one aim of each season really is to try and survive and uh and to stay in super league but uh the way it's going at the moment, it's it's hard to see that I do think ultimately they will stay up. But when you look at Toulouse, and as again as we've said several times on here, we'd fancy them to win a few games down in France. So Wakefield are gonna to have to win a few at Bellevue even if they don't get much on the road. Um for Leeds they I only saw the highlights, but Leeds certainly seem to do more than enough. They they never looked in any real danger. Um you know the squad. James Bentley scored a couple of nice tries, and then he saw yellow again, didn't he? And I'm sure you'll pick up on that in a minute. Another ban for him, uh, but you know they, they they played some nice rugby. Did leads and and uh, say Wakefield never really got near them. And the, the try that Wakefield scored was a fairly soft one, um, but overall a disappointing evening, and and Castleford as well. You know. I, Speaking to you on Friday night, wasn't it? And you asked me how they got on and you you were really surprised that they'd lost and I have to say I was too. And, and I think that sums cast up. You just don't know quite what you're going to get week to week. The, the win one that you're maybe not expecting them to. And then they go to Salford and you think, well, the, surely they'll win there given how they've played in the last couple of weeks. And they go and lose. Arman, um, Jason, Gary, Gary scored a couple more lovely tries um, over in the corner in including one which the video referee had to give him because it, it was that tight. Uh, when, you, when you looked at all the angles, you could understand why the referee didn't give it at first sight. Uh, and for once, that was a, a good intervention by the video referee who proved it was actually a try. It wasn't much use to Cass in the long term, but it, it certainly do him uh, the power of good another couple of tries. He's still only a teenager and learning his way in the game, but certainly a real prospect sort of, excites you every time he gets near the ball and a, a couple of real wingers tries, which which I have to say Joe Burgess as well against Salford uh, for, uh, sorry, apologies, for Salford against Cass, he scored a couple of lovely tries that really just relied on his pace uh, burning around the outside of the cover and then back in towards the post and I really enjoyed seeing those so as you say, I think the half term report for all three <laughs> of our teams is could do better and and certainly need to do better in the case of Leeds and Wakefield. I'm sure now Leeds will start to pull up the table and hopefully they'll push a couple of other teams back down nearer to Wakefield that that Wakefield can compete with uh, to stay up. And then, as you say, Cass have still got a realistic chance of getting in the top six as well, but they just have to start stringing some results together. And uh, during this break, I'm sure all three teams will be working hard on their plans for the rest of the year.
1: And just going back to one thing you mentioned, James Bentley's ban, that's his third of the season. Um, He was simbined for a high tackle during the game against Warrington, charged with a grade C um, high tackle, handed a three-match ban, which won't actually be three matches because Rhinos don't have a first-team game this weekend, but they do have a reserves match. And um, as that was already arranged, and technically Bentley's eligible for the reserves, um, that will count towards his band. So he's only, only going to miss two games. By the time he comes back, he played eight this season and missed eight through suspension, which is obviously it's just not good enough, is it for no. a for a Super League player? It's it's disappointing for him. I thought it was terrific against Wakefield in his overall performance um, from. He's not a player I know particularly well because he's fairly new at the club, but he seems like a decent, a decent lad, and he's he's trying very hard and very keen to to be a success at Leeds. But obviously, he's going to have to do something about his tackle technique. They've all been for for high shots. I, I'm not certain that the the one against um, Wakefield was worth three match ban, but that's what happens, isn't it? When yeah. um, when you start to get a bit of a reputation and and you're um, you're appearing before the match review panel, or whatever, or you're getting looked at every week. Then then the punishments get get stiffer. It's I think that's something that um, Rowan Smith, the new Leeds coach, is going to have to get to the bottom of. Um, Leeds aren't a particularly heavily penalised team this season, but they've they've had um, I think it's fourteen um, suspensions so far this year, and four players have been banned more than once and um and that's just not good enough it it hinders the team during games when players are getting simban um or potentially sent off um and obviously it costs them when um it costs them when someone's suspended for the next two or three games or however long they've got matt prior back this week but um but bentley dropping out yeah. due to suspension and um tom horroyd who has yet to play for Leeds this season um, got an ankle injury in pre-season made um, one appearance for the reserves a couple of weeks ago in his first comeback game then was dual regged to Bradford Balls and he got sent off last weekend playing um, for Balls in the championship against Newcastle that's going to be looked at by the match review panel on Thursday but I think you can be pretty much 99% certain he's going to get, um, yeah. get a ban as well. And that's just when he was on the, the verge of returning to the first team. And his return would give them a, a bit more power in the middle of the field, but that's going to be put on hold now. And, um, you know, he wasn't playing for Leeds at the time, but it, it just seems to be something that's that's affecting them at the moment. And, um, and it needs to change. It can't go on. They can't keep having players, Simbin, sent off or... Or suspended, so that's something
0: I'm sure Ron Smith will be working hard on. Yeah, I, I, obviously, as you know, I dealt with your report on Friday evening for Saturday's Evening Post, and I, I think the headline I put on it was something like, Um, Bentley shows his good and bad sides in Leeds win, or something like that, something along those lines. And when you look back at the, the replay, it's just another silly one, isn't it? It wasn't in a particularly dangerous area of the field, it was a kick forward from Blake Austin, who you might argue. Was caught a little bit late by the Wakefield players, but James Bentley running forward probably wouldn't have been aware of that anyway. So you, you're not thinking, well, he's trying to level it up or anything, and he goes in with a high shot and he's and he and he's off again, you know. And as we said just a few minutes ago, he scored two lovely tries in the game, and he's obviously he's been at Saint Helens, so he's obviously a good player, and he wanted to play for Leeds, didn't he? He left Saints to come here, and and as you say, maybe a little bit of a. Uh, over exuberance at first you could forgive but now it's it's getting silly and you know it, it's just inevitable we know how the disciplinary works and as you say if, if you're rolling up there every other week for similar offenses they'll just keep throwing the book at you till you stop appearing won't they so uh, you know the, the the player really the referees are playing the rules the disciplinary punishing accordingly so it's up to the player to sort himself out and the Tom ride incident as well was another um, which seemed to come out of nothing and then the next news everyone's uh, battling and, and as you say it seems almost certain as you can be that, that that will lead to another ban for him, for well not for him in terms of another ban but almost certainly be another suspension for a Leeds player um, who could have come into the reckoning so Again, that hasn't helped Leeds in the first half of this season, the general discipline of the players, I don't think, and, and it's something they really need to in, improve on if they're going to go up. The field is pointless having your, your best players sat in the stand for three games for silly high tackles and things like that, which can ultimately be avoided. i no,
1: absolutely right. It, it's just um, it's frustrating for everybody concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in early days in his Leeds career, let's hope this is this is not going to be something that um, that continues because um, it, it is a bit of a vicious circle. Obviously, um, his referees are looking at him and the discipline are really looking at him now, um, and but he needs to break out of that.
0: And uh, let's hope that happens over the second half of the season. Certainly. Okay, Peter. Well, I think we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks, as usual, for all your comments and insight and wish the best of luck to our Yorkshire teams Featherstone Rovers and Huddersfield Giants down at Tottenham on Saturday. Let's hope we can have a White Rose Trophy double for our reporters to be writing about over the weekend and next week and as I say each week you can get the very latest rugby league news from Peter's own Twitter handle at PetersmithYEP and the Yorkshire Evening Posts at YEP Sports Desk and also the Yorkshire Post Twitter handle at Sport. you can get this podcast on most rugby league stories on the Yorkshire Evening Post website yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk as well as the very latest rugby league news sports news and news from Leeds and around the world so once again thanks for listening and hopefully we'll be back soon